Good morning, familia. Very good. Very good. Do me a favor, open up your Bibles to the book of Romans, chapter 15. And when you're there, say amen. Okay, we got three people. Let's go. Everybody else, open them up. If you got them on your, if you got an app, open up the app. If you got a paper version, do that. Let's go. Again. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Go. All right, one more person. <laughs> Romans 15, please. Romans 15. Good, good. Let me ask you a question. Ever been dismissed for any reason? I remember growing up, me, I was the tallest kid on my block. <laughs> All right, you know, it's true. And then I left my block and I was like, oh my gosh, they grow them so big, you know? When I went to the Marine Corps, they thought I was playing Marine. They're like, does your mommy know you're here? You know? I'm like, yes, I'm big enough, you know? Yep. Always been said, like, I don't know if you could do it, Santiago. You're, you know, vertically challenged. Just say I'm short, dude. I'm short, okay? I know. I didn't know I was short until I saw you guys, you know? Everybody in my neighborhood looked like me, you know, my height. But it's true, right? Come on, I'm not the only one. Right? Whether you're short, tall, whatever the reason is, if you've ever been said, nah, I don't think you qualify, you know? Maybe you were raised on the wrong side of the tracks. Maybe your parents didn't make enough money. I grew up, when I grew up in the 80s, we wore these jeans called Jordash jeans, right? Anybody know what I'm talking about? There you go. And what was the other ones? Jordash and? Leave, oh, we're not even Levi's. That were they called Valentinos or Jibos? Huh? There you go. I, I was like, hey, I'm Santiago Valentin. Those are mine, okay? SV, SV, you know? Right? But I never owned a pair of Sergio Valentes or Jordash. You know why? Because my mother wasn't going to pay that money for the stupid jeans. Why? Because we had Levi's. <laughs> you know? Like, yup, good enough, right? Always people looking, oh, you, you know, yeah, you're just not good enough. Whether it's your height, whether it's your income, let me say it, whether it's because of the color of your skin, right? There's always some silly, if I could say it, could I say this word, elders? Jesse, could I say this word? Stupid? I can't say it? Okay, don't, okay, I forget that. Bleep that out, okay? Um, we're live, right? Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, they come up with silly words or silly reasons, right? The, wor the world loves to exclude. We got a club for this, we got a club for this, we got a club for this. And if you don't qualify, you can't be part of the club. Here's the great thing. Well, then God made the church... The church is for everyone. Amen? Amen? The church is for everyone who wants to be part of the church. You want to be part of the church? Come on. Oh, but, I, you know, I walk like this. It's okay. Come on. You know? doesn't matter. Come on. And here, 
Paul is telling the church that we have to learn to live under these commands. We call them the one another commands of unity, love, humility. And this one that we're going to talk about today is acceptance, okay? Is acceptance. God is going to build this church at Long Grove from people who are stronger in their faith sometimes. We praise God that we have some saints here who have been walking with Christ for a while, and they've been doing it exceptionally well. And then we have some newbies, amen? <laughs> you know? And we got some new people here like, Man, I don't even know what's going on. I just show up, and every way, you know, Holly tells me, go over there, you know, and I go, you know? We got strong and weak together. We got old and young. We got black and white. We got rich and poor. It doesn't matter. Why? Because in Christ, if you're part of the family, you're familia. Amen? Amen. Okay. Open up with me. Romans chapter 15. Let me read this with you. Is this? We who are strong have an obligation to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good, to build him up. For Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the reproaches of those who reproach you fell on me. For whatever was written in former days was written for the instruction that the, through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accordance with Christ Jesus, that together you may with one voice glorify the God of our Father and of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. Amen? Amen? Principle number one. Here's what I want you to know, and it's kind of like an applicational principle. So the application is in the point. Number one, you before me. That's it. Got that? You before me. Let me show you that. Verses one through four, right? He says, we who are strong have an obligation to bear with the failings of the weak. That is a command that God gives us. Bear with one another. That's not simply, hey, let me, I'm going to put up with you, you know, because I only have to do, what, an hour and a half, and then I never have to see you until next week again? No, that's not what the point is. To bear with one another is to come alongside and lift you up and say, I got you. Come on, let's go. I got you. Come on. I know. Just lean on me. Come on, I got you. That is it, to bear with one another. We who are strong have an obligation to do this. The strong are called here by power, those who can live in a Christian life in the freedom and grace that Christ gives you. Before this, they had all these rules. In fact, there's still 613 rules that our Jewish friends and neighbors follow. Because by following those rules, they're hoping to gain grace from God. Grace is coming through Christ, not through rules. And as it was before in Paul's day, as they were coming out of the religious system, they experienced this freedom in Christ. 
Now, oh, Christ did it so I can do what I want? No. Just because Christ saved you, you don't get to do crazy things. You have freedom, but you also have a sense of responsibility. If you're stronger in the faith, better for you. But if you're weaker, and here was the weak person. This is what Paul is calling the weak person. This is the person who had an extra set of rules. Today, we might call them in one sense legalism, if you've never heard the term. How many have ever heard the term legalism? There we go. There's a couple of us, right? Extra scruples. Like, you know, I don't, I don't hang around with people who cuss and chew or girls or date girls that do, right? You ever hear that little funny saying, right? Oh, he swore. Oh, my careers are holy. Or I remember when I was a student at Moody Bible Institute, great school. But when I was a student there, we were not allowed to wear jeans. Yeah? Right? Um, I remember, I think they said in the 60s and 70s, they, they, they couldn't have beards. I remember it was a student there. We were not allowed to go to the movies because we might see a, re we might see a rated R movie. <gasps> God forbid, right? That's, those were the weak people. They had all these extra, hey, thou's and thou shalt nots, okay? My wife and I, when we grew up, my wife came from a, a legalistic background. She wasn't allowed to wear makeup or to wear pants or listen to secular music. Paul would call those of us with those extra rules weak because they needed all those extra rules. They, they just put, hey, but this and this and this and this. Those are personal standards. Those are my scruples. Praise God. If you got scruples like that and you want to hold yourself to that standard, God bless you. I'm okay with you doing that. And as a stronger brother in Christ, what I'm not going to do is put you, is not say, well, I'm going to go do it. You're, you know, I'm going to take care of myself. I'm gonna, it's always going to be you before me. Even though it might be a personal inconvenience to me, I'm still going to do it. The strong Christian doesn't have all the extra rules for holy living. They're taking their freedom of Christ, and they know it, and they go, you know what? That really doesn't bother me. I remember, <laughs> this, is, this is true. We, were, we hosted one of our small groups, right? And the people in our small group came to our house for small group, you know, or we were just fellowshipping. Was it fellowship, right? It was fellowship, yeah. She's like, I don't know, I'm not part of this illustration. Leave me alone, you know? <laughs> but I was a little bit shocked, not much, but I was like, wow, look at that. They came to my house, and they brought wine with them. And I'm like, oh, we've never done wine, especially with other Christians. See, if I, if I go to my old church in the city, because of their weakness, they would have looked at my brothers in the suburbs and go, oh my gosh, you guys are sinning because you're drinking wine? No. But for them, it was something that they didn't do. They considered it a sin for them. So they stood away from it. It wasn't wrong, it was just different. And Paul is saying, hey, if you're stronger in the faith and you're okay with this, 
you have an obligation to those who are a little bit weaker and have these extra set of rules. Don't look down on them because they have the extra rules. Love them. Care for them. Remember, it's them before you. Okay? You before me. I will put you first. Do I like to drink wine? Not personally. But if it's, if it's going to bother you or do something to bother you, to hinder you, to be a stumbling block, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do that. Think about it like this. Imagine you're the big brother or big sister, okay? And someone came to pick on your little brother or sibling, right? Because they were weaker and they knew they could. What would you do as an older brother or sister? You would beat them up, yeah. In the name of Jesus, right? You know? No, they're kidding. Don't be beating people up now. Oh, pastor said in the name of Jesus, I could slap you. No, I never said that. Okay, no. Um, but yeah, I see your instinct comes out. Like, I would defend my sibling. Don't pick up my little brother because he's small. Guess what? You don't either. You have the obligation as the mature one, as the older one, as the stronger one, to protect the younger one. Make sense? Make sense? That's what you're doing. This is what the principle is here. You before me. Yep, you have these extra rules, that's cool. But I'm going to put you before me, and I'm going to love you, protect you. I'm not going to say, oh, man, you know what we've got in Christ? We can do all these things in Christ. Yes, but if you don't know that yet, or you're still struggling with that, I'm not going to be a stumbling block before you. It's you before me. It's the, it's the stronger has an obligation to the weaker to do that. This is why he said that you have to build your brother up, encourage him, help him to grow. Here Christ is the example in verse 3 and 4. Once again, as the king, right? King of kings, he could have just stood there and up before he goes, hey, they'll get it. They'll get it. Don't worry about it. They'll get it. Michael, go help them. Go help them. No, but he condescended and he left his kingdom put on humanity, and became just like us. He's our example. He's the one we look to. And if he can do it, because that's what he said. He goes, you before me. You before me. That's what we do. This is our why, because it's always you before me. And here at Long Grove, this is what we're going to do. It's going to be you before me. Amen? Okay, number two, ready? Simple, simple. Again, applications in the text. Ready? There it is. Together is better. <laughs> All right? Together is better. Verse 5 and 6. May the God of endurance and of encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accord with Christ Jesus that, what? Together. You may, with one voice, glorify God and our Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Together is better. Okay? The God of endurance and encouragement, the God who never gives up on us. The God who's always there for us with a word of what? Encouragement. With a word of endurance. The goal is we learn to live together in harmony. Okay? So that we make beautiful music, what? Together. All of us in one accord. I praise God that we got Luke. 
you know, and the worship team. They know how to make beautiful music together. And then they lead us. But it's, they're not performing. This is not a band up here. This is a worship team. Amen? Amen. All right? Their job is to lead us, the congregation, into God's presence. So that what? Together, we make beautiful music. Some of us need a little bit of help, you know, with harmony and with pitch and all that other stuff. But don't worry about that. God never said, make a beautiful noise unto me. He said, make a joyful noise. Amen? All right? Sing. I don't care if you sing all out of tune. Luke might, but not me, you know, right? You know? He's like, hey, hand that brother mittens, you know? Because right, he's, he's clapping on two and four, and you're on one and three, and everybody's running like, can't you just get in rhythm, you know? Come on. It's okay. Together is better. We'll, we'll work it out. We will work it out. So that together we can, with one voice, glorify the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Together. One voice. You think we, get, we got it, Amanda? Do we have it? Okay, watch this. Tom Hammond and Craig Massback back at Olympic Stadium in Barcelona coming up to the men's 400-meter semifinals. Here are the lane assignments. Steve Lewis in lane three. Top four to Wednesday's final. Steve Lewis in lane three. Roberto Hernandez out quickly in four. Now down the back stretch. Ismael on the left of the screen is running very, very quickly. And inside of Lewis, Sunday Bada of Nigeria. And Derek Redmond of Great Britain has pulled up with an injury. Redmond is out. Derek Redmond, the British record holder and an important member of that British 4 by 400 meter relay team as he doesn't want anybody to help him. It'll be Lewis to win in 44.50. Look at this, he's going to try to finish his semifinal race. The British have a certain tradition of running, which you have to respect. A bizarre finish to this first semifinal of the men's 400 meters. Derek Redmond of Great Britain pulled up with an injury halfway down the back stretch. He's fighting off those trying to help him to finish the race in his lane. And now the pain too much. Olympic Stadium as Redmond, with assistance this time, approaches the finish line he had wanted so desperately to reach. That is the Olympic spirit. 
Together is better. Truth is, all of us have fallen short of the glory of God. There isn't nobody here that leads with it without a limb. Nobody that walks perfectly. Each and every one of us struggles somehow, some way. Right? Remember I told you, if you saw what was in my mind, you'd be like, oh my gosh. You know? And then if I saw what was in your mind, I wouldn't let you in the building. You know? It's true. Because all of us are broken that way. But here's the good news. Christ doesn't say, okay, uh, look at him. He comes down and he helps and he lifts you up. And guess what? He bears with you Come on. But the way he's going to do that is too, through you and me. Together. You're going to be stronger some days than I am. Some days I'm going to be stronger than you are. But if I see you down, I'm not going to go, oh, my gosh. Such a weakling. Look at him. They say this of the church, and I say this as a, as a, as a veteran. The church is the only army in the world that kills its wounded. That too, that too strong for you? Can't say amen. What do we say? We're not called to do that. Galatians chapter 6. When you're weak, I'm strong. I'm going to pick you up. I got you. Why? Because together it's better. This is why we were made for each other. This is why we exist as a church. This is what we're called to do. Together is always better. We are stronger together. We are wiser together. We glorify God together because we need each other. It's only together can we practice the gifts that the church needs. We can't do the one another commands by ourselves. We need to be in the context of family. We need these gifts that are inside each and every one of us to glorify God. Like I said, and we said it this morning in class, I need you. You need me. We need each other. Amen? Amen. That's what it is. It's together is better. It's coming up. Last one. Ready? Here's the last point, principle we have to learn. Point number three. There it is. Be like Jesus, all right? Be like Jesus. Verse 7, therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God, all right? I was fortunate. I'm an 80s kid, but as a young adult, I grew up in the 90s, right? And Nike had this brilliant commercial. If you don't know who Nike is, some of you are wearing Nikes right now. And they pitched all their money on this one guy named who? Michael Jordan, who used to play ball a couple of miles down the road here. Okay? And is still considered today what? The greatest who ever lived. As my kid loves to say, he's the goat, dad, he's the goat. And I keep asking, what's goat? And it's an acronym, greatest of all time, goat. But that's not true, right? Because <laughs> that is not the greatest time. But the marketing was fantastic. Are we ready for this one? Watch this. Remember this? Sometimes I dream that he is me. Got to see that's how I dream to be. Bum, 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 bum. 
<laughs> Brilliant commercial, right? Get away, killed it. Because everybody for you is like, hey, you're going to be like Mike. Watch, if you watch interviews today of former players, no joke. They're like, hey, don't talk back to black Jesus, you know? Because he was considered like beyond normal, beyond human. This guy was like, they were just sitting there and watch. And as good as he was, he's nothing. Right? Because we're, we're, going, we're, not, we're not trying to be like Mike. We've got to be like Jesus. Amen? Amen? That's the goal. Be like Jesus. That's the goal. Paul is asking you not to be like Mike. All right? He wants us to be like Christ. So how do we do this? Simple. You open up your arms. You open up your heart. And anyone who comes around you, regardless if they're coming to Sunday church, but when we go into the world, that's where you got to be like Jesus. Because that's the chance where you get to reflect God the most. Because no one's going to come in here and hear a sermon from Pastor Del or Pastor Santiago. But they are going to watch you be like Christ. And they're going to read the gospel of Dave and the gospel of Eileen and the gospel of Joey and the gospel of Mike. And they're going to ask you, hey, why are you different? I, I watch you at work, and you never get upset. You know, when everybody's talking and gossiping, you're, you know, you're over here. You always have a sense of peace on you. Why? And you just say, because I'm trying to be like who? Jesus. Why, why, why are you accepting of everybody? Because that's the command. Therefore, welcome one another. It doesn't mean, hey, whenever you feel like it, whenever you're having a good day, oh, there's an exclusion, I'm having a bad hair day, I can't, well, I can't say hello to you, or I don't feel well. No. The command is to welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you. Let me ask you, how many times did you tell Christ Oh, I'll get it better. I'll, I'll be better tomorrow, God. Tomorrow, God, I'll, I'll, I'll do better tomorrow. God, give me another chance. I blew it tonight, but tomorrow I'm going to go to church, God. Okay? I know you take attendance. God never said, oh, yeah, yeah, I've given you like 10 tries already. You know, some of us need 10 tries a day. Come on, tell the truth and shame the devil. It's okay. All right? Okay, we got four holy people. Everyone else here is weak. All right? <laughs> See? Christ never did that. He never said, how many times have you said you weren't going to do that and you did it? Guys, how many times has he told you, oh, you, you know, I'll, you told me you weren't going to lust anymore, and you did. Ladies, I'm not leaving you out. How many times you told them you weren't going to gossip, and yet you did again? Told you, if you can't say amen, what do we say? See? But God doesn't do that, amen? God says, I, I know you messed up. Come on, come on, come on, come on. I love you. Come on, come on, let's go, let's go. Come on, I got you. Come on, come on, come on, come on, let's go. Let's go. Come on, I know. Come on, give me your hand. Let's go. Come on, I got you. Don't worry. I got you. Come on. And we cry like little babies. 
why do I keep doing this? Why do I keep doing the things I don't want to do and the things I'm supposed to do I don't do? Why, God, why? Come on. That was some of you this morning. See, I told you, right? It's like, man, you were at the house this morning, weren't it? Yes. <laughs> Holy Spirit was there. He saw everything, okay? If you hear the Holy Spirit speaking to you, good. You know why? Because he loves you. And he's saying here at Long Grove Community Church, it's you before me. That we're better together. Why? Because I'm just trying to be like Jesus, and I want you to be like Jesus. So I'm going to forgive you, and when I mess up, what are you going to do? Forgive me, because that's what Christ would do. And you're going to stand there like this. Come on, let's go. Come on, come on. Let's be the church. Come on, let's go. Come on. But I'm not perfect. Doesn't matter. Come on. But I'm not six foot three. Doesn't matter. Come on. But I'm not blonde and blue eyes. Yep, that's okay too. Come on. But I don't make six figures. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I don't care about anything of that. Are you and me? And if you say yes, then you're part of the family. This is what Christ wants us to do. He has never done this. He has never rejected any one of us because we failed. In fact, he's accepted each and every one of us because we failed. And we can't do it without him. Amen? Amen. We need him. And he knows it. And he says, I love you. Come on. This is why, church, why we, God willing, will never, ever tell anyone here, no, you're not welcome. Everybody here is welcome. Okay? Everybody here is welcome. Does that mean we're going to accept all your sin? No. We love you. We'll accept you. And if we see that you're struggling with something, in love, we will come beside you and we'll say, hey, there's a better way. Come on. I'll walk with you. Come on. Let's go. Let's do it together. Come on. Come on. And when you fall, I'm, I, I got you. Come on. I'll pick you up. Come on. Come on. You can do it. If I did it, you could do it. Come on. Come on. We'll do it together. Come on. But you don't know me. Yeah, I don't know you. But Christ does. And he died for you because he loves you. And here you're going to experience that love. Why? Because I want to be like Jesus. And together is better. And it's you before me, always. Make sense? This is Romans 15. This is Romans 15, real simple. Oh, we're, we're strong Christians. We know everything. Oh, we're weak. Happy for you. You get a gold star. If you're strong, your job is to love them who are weak. Because when we do this, Listen, we do this with hope, in unity, amen, in love, and in humility, knowing that it can be easily, I could do it, right? Knowing that it can easily be done, you and I, we glorify God most of all when we do it like that. So here's the final question. So what is preventing you to be like Christ? Is it pride or anger? or jealousy, ask yourself, why do we look down on people that Christ died for? Oh, but that's a gangbanger, or a drug dealer, or a prostitute. So, 
You don't think Christ loves them? Christ loves them. Died for them too. When we fail to obey the one another command, we fail Christ. I'm commanded to welcome one another just as Christ welcomes me. Remember, and I'll say it again, you before me. Right? Together is better. Be like Jesus. Be his hands and his feet. And when we do that, man, we're going to be a great church. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you, Lord that none of us have arrived, especially me, that I need your presence and your power each and every day. God, I thank you, Lord, that you never turned away from me, but you welcomed me with open arms and with an open heart, and you put Christians in my path that were stronger than me when I was weak, and they loved me. They encouraged me. They prayed for me. They lifted me up when I couldn't do it myself. And because of that, the church was doing that, Lord, I stand here today. Lord, I could have never done it without Ruben and Eva Cuevas. I could have never done it without Ulysses Mendez. And so many others, Lord, who poured their life into me. I couldn't have done it without these people, brothers and sisters in Christ, who loved me enough to care for me, to welcome me. And God, this is what we're asking that you would do with us, that we would love you and love our brothers and sisters the way you love them. So thank you for the gift that we have in you. Amen.